Welcome to the Grove Church Cultivate podcast. Really glad that you have joined us today. I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor at the Grove. And we have a special guest today. Very special. We have Cass Harris. What's up, Cass? Hey, how's it going, Charlie? Uh, oh, it's going very good. <laughs> is, that I, your, not your, is that not your name? No, it's just how, how, <laughs> people asking how I'm doing. Okay. Hey, so Cass is the worship pastor at the Grove and has been an elder at the Grove for longer than I've then I've been on staff. You yeah. were, you became an elder right before. Come on, we got we got a lot of stories. Got a lot of stories. Do we want to do a podcast on that? Let's not. Okay, All right. fair enough. Um, we at, at the Grove during this time is a recording. We are doing a series right now. We're going through the Book of Ruth, and every year we do this. We'll we'll, we'll pick some Old Testament character or a series of Old Testament narratives, and just kind of walk our way through them. And one of the things that Cass and I have been doing over the last year as he's been listening to a podcast called Bama. Bama. See, Bama it, Discipleship. It seems to me like when I'm listening to that, that they're adding a syllable when they say Bama. Like, it seems like they're adding something. But it's just Bama. It's just Bama. It's, it's, just, just, Bama. it's just Bama. It's Bama. They talk fancy. Yeah. They're fancy talkers. The Northwestern United States. And so one of the things that, that 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 podcast does a really good job of is walking through the Old Testament and helping us understand kind of why it is we struggle with the Old Testament and how we can kind of have a better insight on it. So Cass, you you kind of the one that put me onto that, and you and I have had some great conversations over the last few months, and so I just kind of wanted to bring you in just to answer this question. Like, wh- we'll just start. We'll just start with this. Why, when we pick up the Old Testament and we start reading these stories, why do we really, why, why do you think we struggle to understand them? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is it's, it's, a, it's a cultural difference. We have, we have a, a, a totally different culture from the other part of the world thousands of years ago. And so we try to line it up with what we know here in this time, and it can get really confusing to us. There's rituals and customs, language. Uh, that are all just really barriers, and so we really struggle. I think finding out what the like what the core of the story really is. Right. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I think that I struggle with then is I hear you say that, and it's like there's there's just because of the cultural difference, there's just so much going on there that we don't understand. That I'm afraid that if I if I say that, or if I tell people that that's what's going on, then they'll be like, then, and I'll just. I'll just I'll just carry around a New Testament with me. Oh uh-huh, yeah. So how how does a 21st century American go to the Old Testament and overcome some of that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I've picked up on is this understanding the difference between an, like an Eastern approach to culture to literature and a Western approach, where Western is going to be just data sheets. It's going to be facts and lists. Uh, here's five things to do. You look at, you look at the bookshelf and here's five things, five ways to become a better husband or, or whatever. Right. Um, and we just want the information given to us and an Eastern, uh, approach is going to be, I mean, a little bit more mystical, uh, a little bit more, I'm going to give you some clues. Um, and so they're not going to necessarily put everything that you're wanting to hear out explicitly. You're going to have to go searching for it. Okay. And so. That's a great if you if that's a great starting spot. It's just to understand that you're going to have to go look for it. So it's there's a there's a hunt like a treasure hunt yes. aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the one of the big things is when you're reading and something just looks ludicrous or 
maybe even scary or just something that just like a word, a weird word or a phrase. And you're like, what? That seems like that came out of nowhere. Man, that's actually where you get excited. That's actually where the good stuff is. So there's actually a, I mean, a great story of a, uh, of a, of an old rabbi that, that he said that when he read, he would read scripture and when, when he would come across something he didn't understand, he would just start, he'd stand up and start getting excited and dancing around because he knew that even though I can't understand it right now, that at some point at the perfect time, God's going to reveal what this is really about. And okay. it's like, he's excited about it, even though he doesn't understand it. Instead of us being scared, I don't understand it. I'm going to move past it. I'm just, I don't know what that means. I'm going to move past it. Right. Right. He's going to go, oh man, I, I can't, I can't wait for God to reveal this to me. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading a story. Well, I mean, I was, I'm just in here coming in my brain. I was like any, any number of stories, you know, where it's like something happens where it's just like, wait, wait, what? Right. So, you know, Noah, you know, most people in the Noah story with, and they, you know, and they, and they landed back on the land and God gave them the rainbow and, oh, it's great. And then the next thing is like, and then Noah got drunk and passed out in his tent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I look at that, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Right. And so then in Sunday school classes, we just, we just move on past we, that. That's we, not Sunday school material. Right we, we, we've, we, we're going to end the story there. You imagine drunk Noah on a felt board. <laughs> <laughs> You just just take the one picture you have and just kind of just slowly start <laughs> tilting and put it on like a rotation or something. It just passes out. Yeah. So when when we read these things and and they're just kind of these like I don't I don't know what to do with this and now suddenly Noah isn't the hero that he was or this or the story of Gideon is very similar where it's like Gideon he starts off this guy he's really timid but God uses him in this tremendous way and he's you know getting rid of all the idols in his city and conquering the bad guys. And then he builds an idol and puts it on a shelf in his house and it, and it doomed his family for generations. <laughs> so, so we just, yeah. so we, we ignore those parts of the story. Yeah, for sure. So instead of ignoring them, what do I do? Well, I think it, I think the, the danger of ignoring, especially, especially in these, these parts that, that we've made heroes of these people and we've got, We've got the wrong focus on the story. We've made the story about this person when the, this is God's story. And so, number one, you just you read that and go, man, God, thanks for continuing to work with me because how different than Noah and Gideon am I? I mean, I don't wake up and do everything perfect every day. God still continues to use me. Uh, and that's, that's, that's a great thing. And so, changing the focus is one of the biggest, best things we can do. You know, it's interesting I think there are a lot of ways in which we kind of do this more naturally. Like if we're reading a a piece of contemporary fiction or we're watching a movie or we're watch or we're watching a TV show that we really like, we'll um you know, you start identifying oh, yeah. start identifying with the character. Mm-hmm. First you kind of immerse you, you immerse yourself into the world. Like, okay, I understand. Okay, oh, okay. Wizards exist in Harry Potter world. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get I get that. And you just kind of start to adapt yourself to so the rules, okay, well, this is an outer space, you know, or, or, or what, whatever that is. And you, your brain kind of sets and then you start to identify, okay, these are, the, these are who these people are. And there's often somebody that you're connecting with. And then these, these stories will tell, well, they'll, they'll be, you know, really good ones will have a moral tale to them. And you pick up on that. We go to the Old Testament and somehow, somehow we just can't. We're, we're we're just like okay, well th- this is this is this is Bible world, and I don't and I and I don't, and I don't know how to do that. Right. 
Um, but the reality of it is, you know, we're, we're entering into a world and, you know, if we read the Old Testament cover to cover, we start, we, we understand this world a little bit, the principles, the main person, right. God, the characters. Right. But then we just, I ah, forget it. I'm just going to read some more of Paul's letters. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was having this conversation actually with my wife the other day, and I think she'd been reading something in the Old Testament where she was, you know, just more examples of polygamy. Oh, yeah. And, um, and she, she and I've had this conversation before. She was a little exasperated with me. She goes, I know you say something different, but why, why doesn't the Bible condemn polygamy? Right, right, right. So we have all these stories about polygamy, but never explicitly said polygamy is bad. Right. So I'm rather than rather than me telling you what I told her, what would what would you say? Well, I mean, there's there's sure are, there are a lot of stories about polygamy, and I mean, that's that's find one that everything just worked out really really well. I mean, it's <laughs> right. It's typically a disaster. Um, I mean, it just ex- it exposes the selfishness of of, of humans and uh, our fears, and you just see it played out. I mean, I think it's actually better than just saying no, don't because. Who likes to follow rules? I mean, there's a very small set of people that actually like to follow rules and get inspired by that. But to actually, to actually read, read between the lines and see how we just we just fail miserably as humans whenever we do silly things such as polygamy, uh, it's actually a lot more inspiring. And it's easier for us to to live out. I think. Right. There's just so many examples of that that just kind of come to my mind that we just we just kind of gloss over. I mean the story of the story of um, Jacob for one. Mm. You know he um, you know he worked seven years to get a daughter and oh, what a what a fa- great love story. Fa- right? fa- Father-in-law I mean, does a switcheroo and gives him the um, the ugly ugly the ugly older sister first, and he's like, "But I want the other one." And so he, I'll work for another seven years. And we tell the story like he works another seven years, and then he gets the wife. But it basically says, "I will work another seven years," and then he gives her the second one. So like. He married these two sisters within like a, a week of each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's there's it just it just wasn't a good situation. Like what what one good thing came from that? No, it was it was all not good. And yet and yet God continued to, to use him. I mean, that's a it's it's I, I love that he doesn't just discard Jacob. I mean, he was like, nah, I, I've picked you. But man, I mean, I mean, it was disastrous. That whole trip back home and all the quarreling and bickering and who, who gets what. I mean, it was terrible. You have to sleep with me tonight. I've right. bought you with my <laughs> yeah, son's mandrakes. Yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> the mandrakes. Yeah, I, we, yeah, we just, are, are we scared, you think, to just kind of acknowledge that, that some of these guys weren't great guys? Oh sure, because I mean I think I think a big part of that is like what I said before. Right? When we when we've grown up, especially those of us that's grown up in the church, uh, we these are the heroes of the Bible, and all of a sudden you read, man, they not really a hero, uh, or not the hero that I thought they were. Um, yeah, and so it is scary to I think look at what is really going on because it's I mean you're safe with something that you feel good about, right? You feel right. you feel confident. You told me a story. I feel good about it. It seems legitimate. And now all of a sudden you're shaking that foundation of really my, my core beliefs. Um, but working through that, we get to a much stronger foundation that right. this is, this is God's story. This is his story with that. He wants us to trust in. Right. Um, and we can identify with people that are fallible, that make mistakes, 
but that ultimately are, are following him and want what he wants. Yeah. So like right now I'm reading, I'm reading Job, which that, that's a just completely different thing. That, that would be, that would be a, another podcast entirely because it's just chapter upon chapter of people giving bad theology. Like you, like you, like, no, you, it's like, that sounds good. But is it, but, but, is but, it, but it's just a lot of words. It's really just like, I think it's like the first episode of Gilmore girls, but it's guys instead. Okay. Matt, is that, I did. I didn't. I, I'm familiar with, with Gilmore it's girls, just a lot but of talking. I just need, yeah, I need you to, I need you. I we need to, we need to land here for just a second. Can you explain that, that illustration for me? I, it, it, I mean, if I, I, uh, I, I listened to Gilmore girls cause it's watched in my house and it's, it's my, sta- my it's, qualification it starts, there. it starts. And then in, in all of the words, all of the words are said, all of them in like a 20 minute segment and then it ends. And then, and then it's, another one starts and they say all the words again, but in a different order. It's just a lot of words, a lot of words. It's a little overwhelming. It's it's not it's not often that somebody can just really just completely set me off track. <laughs> but you dropping you know Gilmore Girls, so you did it, man! Congrat congratulations. You know that I can. I think if there was a podcast on Job, I would just this is my podcast on Job. Uh, uh, that's it. It's just a just a. I don't like it. It's hard to read. And 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 so then we. It's just it's just simpler, easier cleaner to just go read Paul mm. who was, mm. who was just, who was just making, who was just making an argument. I now remember why I brought up Job in the first place. Thanks to the Gilmore girls took me a second, but I'm back now. Um, they live in this world and, and the debates that they're having back and forth, they have a very simplistic worldview, which is if you do good, good things happen to you. Uh. Only bad things only happen to bad people. And that whole book, an entire an entire book dedicated to God just eradicating that worldview, just destroying everybody for any hints of it. Yeah, but I think that that's what we bring with us to these Old Testament stories. Abraham is the father of of Israel. I mean, he's 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 the one. I mean, he's the one that God chose and blessed. And so, therefore, Abraham is great and good. And no, I mean. And so, and so then you get to the point. It's like, hey, hey, can you um, can you tell these people you're my sister so that they won't kill me? And then she ends up getting taken in as a concubine somewhere. Am I supposed to stop and go, like, wait a second, what happened? What happened to her while she was in there? Yeah, yeah. And how did Abraham? It's like, no, 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 no. Abraham's good. Remember, Abraham's good. Abraham's good. Or, or I mean, or even like you keep going. It's like, and God asks him to, you know, hey, why don't you sacrifice your son? Well, now. now now God's being weird, mm-hmm. and I, I I really do I I think I think the more that I read the Old Testament, and the more like I really slow down and read the Old Testament, the more just so many things that we just consider part of just the normal Christian worldview just get shattered. Absolutely, and honestly, I think I think too often I don't think that the Old Testament is inaccessible to us no. because of the cultural difference. No. I just, I just, I just don't know if we're willing to slow down enough to slow down and research a little bit. I mean, learn about, learn about, you know, um, some of the customs and uh, when you look at like some of these ancient, ancient covenants or, or, or just, uh, man, one of the, probably one of the things that I've learned that's been one of the greatest things is like the fact that God continues to use what what we already know. So he's using, he's using like in the story of Abraham and, and Isaac there, he's using what Abraham already knows. Like they're, 
they're immersed in this culture that sac- that like sacrifices their kids to, right. to Moloch, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very common. We read that and go, why didn't Abraham go, what the heck, God? Why, why would you have me? Like, he's like, well, I guess this is what we do. This is what the people around me do. And God's just saying, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to show you something that, that you're familiar with. And then I'm going to show you how I am different than that. Mm. And so much of the old Testament is God saying, this is what, you know, that this is who I really am. And Jesus did that in, in the, in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. You've heard it said this, right. this is what, this is what, you know, this is what you've come to believe, man. It's different than that. I think that's beautiful. It is. And so I am going to, what I'm about to do right now is I'm going to negate almost all of the positives of what we've been doing in this podcast. And I'm going to just boil it down to like just a few things that I think that people need to understand, which I'm tongue in cheek here, but I I really, I really want people to be able to read the old Testament and feel like they can. So I feel like slow down is, is good. Slow down. Don't be scared of the parts that you don't understand or seem shocking to you. In fact, dance around like a rabbi. Is yeah, that, man. Yeah. Rejoice. The guy's going to reveal something to you. Yeah. The, the, to, to embrace that, mm-hmm. that, that, that is in part by design. If there's, if there's, if there's a custom or something you don't understand, say do a little research. Yeah. And I think that points to maybe one of the, the biggest pieces is, is to do this in a community. Absolutely. Don't, I, w- I would never recommend to anybody to read the Bible exclusively by themselves. Nope. I want you to feel like that you can read the Bible by yourself, but to really get to the next level of really understanding the, the, the deeper things, you don't have to have a seminary prof in the room, but we, we, need, we need each other. We're wrestling with these questions together, sitting there on the couch with my wife going, what on earth with this in the polygamy? And we're just having a good conversation about it. I think us feeling comfort, comfortable in doing that. And I think, honestly, I think the thing that you said, like, let's just, let's just dethrone some of these heroes or just make them a little more realistic. God uses flawed, broken people as opposed to that Job mentality. Hey man, thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I got, I got, I got three quick questions. Anytime I have a guest, I got three quick questions. What's your favorite movie? Oh, just, just right off there. Yep. It's just like favorite, favorite movie. movie. Yep. Oh my goodness gracious, Charlie. I like, I'm, Oh, I can't even, I can't even get like a, like in a category. I have to just go favorite movie. It's also Ooh. a personality test to see how people react to that question. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Favorite man. That is like, so final. I had a really good list, like in the nineties when I thought about this a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't go to movies very much anymore. Man, I I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Can yeah. I just can I just kind of put that on there? Like just sure, that, absolutely. That, that that first those first three movies yeah. were just so good. I can remember just really enjoying that. It was that you had awesome action, and then also just like so many metaphors mm-hmm. and some things behind the scenes that you kind of had to look into and made me think. And yeah, it was just good. What's your go to Spotify playlist right now? Uh, probably my uh, my eighties list. Hmm. Yeah, that I that I've made, and it's and we, we've talked about this a lot. It isn't the quintessential '80s '80s playlist. It's just songs that were recorded in the '80s. Mm, I got you. I got some you. of them were actually even from the '70s. They just had a recording from the '80s. I have I have four '80s playlists. I know you do. At least I'm, 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 I doesn't feel like enough. No. What's the last show you binge watched? Last show I binged watched. What was that? Oh, I did uh, Squid Games. Ah, the squid game. Yeah, I went ahead and I went in. Right. I fell for Jacob, it. Jacob, cue us up. We're doing another uh, podcast just on squid games. 
Hey, that's like, hey, thanks for Squid Games is good. Um, but it's very violent. I'm a pastor, so don't, don't, oh, don't, don't can't recommend it, it to anybody. Don't do it. Anybody. Hey, thanks. Thanks, casts for real. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for everybody who is here. And, um, if you, if you are in Northwest Arkansas, we would love to see you sometime at the Grove Church. And you can check us out at thegrovechurch.org, or you can catch us online. If you don't live here, we would love to meet with you, connect with you any way that we can. Thanks so much again for joining us.